0: It's another edition of the 21 News Podcast, I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell, and hard as it may be to believe in 2022, we're talking about book banning. Once thought of as a relic of a less enlightened era in American history, movements to ban certain books from schools are now taking hold once again in school districts in states around the country. In fact the American Library Association reports that there were more than 300 challenges to books last fall alone. One of those efforts sponsored by Texas State Representative Matt Krauss, includes a list of 850 books he wants banned from school libraries and on that list is one by YSU professor and author Chris Barzak, Wonders of the Invisible World. Chris is with us today and it's good to have you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So <clears throat> Let's start narrow and then we'll go wide by talking about your book in particular. Just tell me about it. What's the book about?
1: Well, the book is actually uh, uh, a novel about uh, a 17 year old teenager in a small rural Ohio town who uh, is uh, under a spell really uh, uh, placed there by by someone uh, in his family uh, out of a measure of protection uh it's a fantasy novel to a certain extent despite being located in uh the real world and um uh the, the novel begins uh one day at school where uh, there's uh what he thinks is a a new student in, in his class um but everybody knows this student except for him and it turns out to be a returned student instead of a new one um uh and uh, what he learns on that first day of, uh, of the class is that this has been his best friend in the past and he can't remember him. Um, and it's from that uh, kind of re- uh, understanding uh, that there's something uh, wrong with his, his memories that he begins to go on a journey to unravel his past, um, his family's past, and, um, and that goes back as a kind of... Uh, A mystery uh, over generations that that he starts to uncover a a family curse, really. Um, In the midst of all of this, uh, he uh, discovers that he is gay and uh, he and his best friend fall in love. That's um, some of the essentials. There's a lot that I won't say in case anybody (laughs) doesn't want to.
0: Sure, sure. Now, I know that guys like this Texas rep are not exactly reaching out to authors to uh talk to them about their books but to your best guess what's his problem with this
1: i mean uh yeah so it seems like it's a it's a very long list um, I, I can't imagine that he, he read these books uh 850 <laughs> total um uh, suddenly you know sprung upon the, the texas congress and uh part of this movement to uh, to essentially, uh, you know, be in books that talk about anything like race or gender or sexuality, um, it's like great, you know, about three quarters of people's identities, basically. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, uh, You know, I think that in in the case of of my book, you know, it was a a novel that uh, was awarded a Stonewall Honor. Uh, the year that it was published, and uh, Stonewall Honor uh, is is an award that uh, celebrates uh, GLBTQ literature and lives, and I imagine that they simply went to a a website that had a list of (laughs) of books that were based on categories like that, and just copy and paste it, I don't think it that, it, that the book has actually been read, which is technically, you know, when you look at the history of banning books, most of them that were, have been banned in the past have not been read by the people who tried to ban them. Um, they, they've been talked about and, and, and sort of, you know, positioned and framed in, in ways to make people think that they're obscene or, or, or pornography or um, in, in some way immoral. Uh, but have largely not been read by the people who have have enacted the movement to ban uh, a book
0: so they basically what I what I the term that they come back to a lot that I've heard mentioned is just sort of anything that's considered a divisive concept that basically anything that could be controversial in their view of how they define controversial is enough to put that stamp on a book and they don't necessarily feel they need to have read it,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and in this case, it, it, you know, it, it's it's like you know, analogous to to uh, prejudgment, you know, uh, uh, based on on someone's identity, really, or or uh, or a character's identity in, in in a book. It's it's the same thing essentially as bigotry.
0: Now, as an author and an educator. Talk to me a little about the societal impact of a movement like this to ban certain books or topics in the classroom.
1: Well, I I think that, you know, in terms of societal impact, all kinds of things come come out of, of book banning. Um, I think often what comes out of book banning isn't what the people who, who are trying to ban books want. In fact, when they highlight a book to be banned more often than not people will go and seek that book out to read it Um, largely because uh, you know I I can't speak to to how this works in in other cultures or countries but uh, I think in American culture when people are told not to do something we immediately are going to go and do the thing Um, we don't like to be told what to do or how to think Um, and uh, you know unfortunately you know these people that, uh, that take, take this into their hands to, to try to remove something from the sight of people, uh, they end up bringing more attention to it, uh, not in the way they, they intended. And if they did have any historical perspective or knowledge whatsoever, they would know that book banning really isn't effective in terms of <laughs> what they want to accomplish. Um, it has the opposite effect. Well,
0: you know, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I actually, um, about a week ago, was in, I won't name them, but we'll say a a major national book chain. How many of those are left, right? Right. Um, And (laughs) the, the display, like there's several displays throughout the store, but the first one you see when you walk in was a table of banned books. Exactly. So, so we're not talking just you know sort of radicals and rabble rousers here highlighting this. To your point, it, it's so core to the American character that this, which is a a major
1: corporate chain, sees the value in here. They are <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, if somebody tells me that I that I shouldn't you know uh, read a book or see a movie. Uh, or or listen to a particular song or album or artist you know I'm going to to, I'm going to look into it because I'm not interested in living my life based on what other people think and uh and I want to draw my own conclusions about something so if somebody has gone out of their way to try to, to remove uh something from from society then that immediately interests me into, into it and, yeah. and and I think yeah that's not, that's not me that's I think that is this is probably a very common American trait. I think in terms of other kinds of societal impact you know b- besides the the fact that generally book bans have the opposite effect of, of what the banners uh, want to achieve I think that there is some harm done regardless um, largely from uh essentially um it is an attack in its own way uh on, on in, at least in this case on the kind the kinds of people that y- y- they want to silence essentially you know it's very obvious that uh from the list of, the, of those 850 books that these are books that um <clears throat> Uh, about LGBTQ people and issues, about race issues, about gender issues. Clearly, these are the subjects that Matt Krause and people like him don't want talked about or or don't want uh, a particular type or sort uh, of person to be a part of society. Um, They want uh, us to go away, really. They want these issues to go away. uh, the, the very act uh, of bring it in, bringing it it into a kind of governmental system uh, t- to try to do it, uh, it, it feels very, like, late 1940s, early 1950s, you know, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, <laughs> McCarthyism, this kind of thing, you know. Uh, and uh, I think that's a very, very bad uh, place for... Uh, for for us to be as a culture if uh, if we allow for for politicians to to start to try to to enact book bannings in in a kind of legalistic uh, manner like that
0: now we uh, well, we often hear about these they they they've they're filtered through this lens of of what they call concerned parents right what, and and obviously they're talking about one type of concerned parent with one type of concerns but, you know, they don't have a monopoly on concern. I'm a parent concerned about my kids' education, and I'm not calling for books to be banned. So what do you think that parents or anyone who's concerned that the quality of their children's education is being eroded by this sort of thing? I mean, what can people
1: do? Well, um, I, I think we can turn to, and, and look at, at what people are, are doing in in, in Texas uh, in, in terms of you know, not all Texans. Probably the majority of Texans really don't agree with with Prowse, uh and, and people of his ilk uh, and what what he's he's done and is trying to continue to do. Uh, teenagers themselves in, in in Texas have formed uh, banned book clubs uh, where they're now reading the 850 books together. You know, <laughs> um, they, they have you know. Uh, online social media groups, uh, uh, as well as uh, as groups that are localized and in person, uh, and they're doing the exact opposite. Uh, and I think that that is is brilliant of them to as as a response to to this kind of a authoritarian sort of sort of uh, movement that uh, that Kraus has tried to take uh, and. Uh, so, I also think that you know, concerned parents or students uh, in in places like like Texas, something that they can do in response to something like this is as uh, another thing that students are doing in Texas right now is they're they're suing school systems or the or the state government for the removal of of books. They see it as an infringement on their rights, which is the right to access information uh, of any kind. And um, I have a feeling that it's going to probably lead to a very interesting, uh, you know, uh, uh, judicial case in in, in Texas over that. Um, And they also, you know, they're framing it as a a kind of uh, infringement on, you know, free speech in general.
0: Well, Chris, I appreciate your time very much. Um, I think we, you know, there's a lot to, (laughs) we can talk (laughs) about this all day, but, um, you know, I I guess my final question to you is, are you, we didn't think we'd see these kinds of things bubble back up, like book banning lists. So there's a, a feeling of pessimism that that's where we are. But a lot of what you're saying sounds optimistic, like there's a roar back here, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a heavy metal fan. And when I was a teenager, you knew the ones with the stickers were the ones to buy, you know, that right. that, that that could be sort of that impulse could be sort of our salvation. So are you optimistic? And, uh, and is that why? Or is there more you can say about that? Before we wrap up?
1: I, I'm i mainly optimistic. I'm, uh, you know, I, I was kind of down about the fact that it's happening and that this is still a kind of, you know, tactic or strategy that, that some people want to, to use in order to disenfranchise people. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally optimistic uh, about the response that, uh, that people in Texas and across the nation have, have had to, to, to this this, this bill and this movement uh, to, to essentially try to shut people down um, and say, you know, you, you don't belong here. And uh, I, I think that they're a dying breed, you know, and they know it, and maybe perhaps that's why they're they're trying harder uh, to, to silence people. Uh, but uh, I think that you know, the world has changed, and it's continuing to change. And uh, in the end, they will probably be the ones who are left behind.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, I, if I can find a concise list of the books, I may attach them to this podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: but, uh, but if I can't, at the very least, yours was Wonders of the Invisible World, and by that's by Chris Barzak. Thank you very much. Thank you, Justin. Thanks.